Hello, travelers. Harley Takagi Kaner here, and oh my god, this is it. We have made it to the end of season four, and as always, we're so grateful to you for coming on this journey with us. We will be taking a hiatus of a few months while we prepare for season five, but before that, we'll be doing our post-season Q&A live for Patreon supporters on February 25th at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern, hosted by our very own Jason Mellon, perhaps best known to you listeners as Sir Talfrin and, of course, the creator of the Lord Arum fancast. Patrons will have the opportunity to ask us questions live, but everyone else will receive access to the recording afterwards. We will also be releasing two commentary tracks for this finale episode, the first of which will come out alongside the episode as usual, and the second of which will come out next week, so keep an eye out for that. We also will have some special things with a capital S and T happening during the hiatus. So make sure to follow us on all our social media accounts to be the first to know what's going on. That's at the Penumbra Pod on Twitter and at the Penumbra Podcast on TikTok, Facebook, and Tumblr. Thank you again, and you'll hear from us soon. Ah, good evening, traveler, and welcome to the penumbra. Tonight's tale is Juno Steel and the Next Page. He reached a hand out towards me, stumbled. His blue rotten fingers hit the floor and kept passing through. Concrete rippled like water around him, and slowly, stroke by painful stroke, the man whose name I stole approached me, his fingers grasping to steal it back. But I am not some helpless shrinking violet. I should hope you know that about me by now. And when that sodden monster's fingers came within range, I kicked. I'd been taught enough in self-defense to know that I should have shattered that strange creature's fingers, but I felt no crack, only a splash, like kicking one's way through deep swamp. The creature moved beneath me and wrapped its arm around my standing leg. My foot sank, stuck in sucking mud, and I flailed to grasp anything as I began to fall. My hand struck shelving. I closed my fist and pulled, pulled! I did not know what form of monster I had met in that storage room, and I did not know where everyone had gone. I did not know what had caused the world and everything in it to go completely mad. But I knew that if that dodger-faced thing sucked me in too deeply, I would never come out again. The standing shelf I'd been grasping teetered as I pulled on it. Then, at last, it fell, and the metal clanged and splashed as it hit the ground. I pulled myself atop the shelving and watched the dodger thing bubble beneath it, stunned. I turned for the door, but something caught my eye as I did, and like a fool, I stopped. There, on the other side of the storage room, were plastic gallon jugs filled with... something. Water at a gamble. I knew it was a gamble I had to take. I hopped across the toppled shelves, careful to avoid Dodger's grasping hands. At last, I held it in my hand, a gallon jug filled with liquid... But I had no time to uncap it and test the contents. The wet monster was reaching for me again. I could feel the cold radiating from its wet fingers around my ankle. And so I threw the jug into its stolen face and watched as it bobbed and sank into the depths below. It reached again, 
I threw another gallon. It reached, and I threw. I tell you, Juno, I wish I cut a more heroic figure for you. But for a moment, all I had was gallon jugs, and all it had was a face to deposit them in. Adrenaline makes one think quickly, not intelligently. At last, I had my plan. I took a gallon in each hand, ran across the shelving, threw it masterfully through the Dodger thing's face, and used the ensuing second to open the storeroom door and close it again behind me. I had only seconds, I thought, to think of another way to fend it off before it chased me beneath that door, and I was most of the way through a plan involving a discarded mop and some containers of table salt when I noticed something very odd. The creature wasn't following me. I was alone in that store, with only my wet socks to keep me company. I regained my breath. The adrenaline passed. But I did not feel safe. I did not like that this nightmare behaved by rules I did not understand. I did not like what that implied about my chances of adapting and planning a means of slips and my escape. I opened the final gallon jug, took a sip, and spat it out again. Sand, of course. What now? Attention, Arthur Dodger. Attention, Arthur Dodger. Please report to the local spaceport for water, provisions, and answers. Arthur Dodger, please report, or we will be compelled to use force. Oh! What the... That shadow in the clouds? It can't be. Oh! It was familiar, that dark and hanging shadow, as were the lasers it sent screaming to the surface surrounding me. It blocked my only path back towards Slip, and so I followed my instructions. I ran towards the spaceport, straight into the trap that had been set for me. I had a lousy sleep that night, for the two or three hours that I managed any sleep at all. I kept thinking about dripping monsters with faces from childhood, about dying of thirst in an abandoned city, and most of all about Nerea building this stupid journal up for so long, then lying to me. Because I'd done my research, all right? The Guardian Angel system never left Brahma, so Nerea's story about getting chased down by sky lasers was bull. Which kind of called into question the entire journal, didn't it? Why was I wasting my time with someone who didn't even care enough to make sure his lies made sense? I was going to finish the journal, obviously, but I reserved the right to be pissed off about it. Rita and I said our last goodbyes to Buddy and Vespa, but they were a formality. The real goodbye had been at their party, and all of us, especially Vespa, knew it. Yeah, yeah, just go already. You can talk to me once the goddamn room stops spinning. I think what my charmingly hungover wife is trying to say is that you two are welcome anytime. Oh, I don't know if we'll be staying in the Cerberus province, but do give us a call, darlings. We would always love to hear from you. We left the lighthouse bar, me and Rita in a growing pile of her wet tissues, and I was surprised to see who was waiting outside for us. I was even more surprised to find this note pinned under one of the Ruby's windshield wipers. The Ruby 7 has requested to continue its journey with you. It says that its work is not complete yet, but I do not know what this means. Do you? So I knew at least one thing about whatever the hell I was doing next. The Ruby 7 was going to be part of it. I think Rita was happy to hear that. 
It was kind of hard to tell, though. What? Why did he have to... <laughs> Why did he have to go in the middle of the night? Why, Mr. Jack? Why? Rita. Mrs. Seal. Is he even okay? I never got to give him a goodbye hug. Or a... No, really. This time is goodbye hug. Or a... I ain't never gonna let go because I don't want you to go hug. Rita, there's something I want to talk to you about. <laughs> Our next stop was Io. I told Rita we were going out there to see Puck, and that was true. I just didn't say why. Juno, Rita, look who the transgalactic law enforcement agency dragged in. Hi, Sheriff Falco. Jeez, oh, Rita. You say something to her, Juno? Nope. Goodbyes are Goodbyes just are just hard. hard. You know what, Aunt Hard? Pam's delicious cherry pies. Warm and soft as a nice dream. Come on, we're going to the diner to celebrate your driving steal. I tried to enjoy myself, to let the meal be what it was, a reunion in more peaceful times, but something Jet said the night before was sticking to me, and I knew I was going to have to tell Puck before the meal was through. Rita announced my opening, just like I knew she would. Uh Uh-oh, someone has to go to the little Rita's room. How the hell does she do that? Do what? Stay young forever. You think it's her diet? All those preservatives or something? (sighs) I'll say it. I'm jealous. You, uh, suddenly got pretty quiet, Steel. Puck, I need to ask you a big favor. Again? We just got done with the last one. It's Rita. I've been thinking about it, and... Puck, the director of Dark Matters, said my name on a stream that went out to the entire galaxy. Even if Dark Matters isn't looking for me, it's it's not safe to be around me. Thanks for telling me that halfway through lunch. I'm serious. Look, we know her. We know she's going to want to come with me for whatever I do next. Which is what, exactly? That's not the point. The point is, I don't think she or anyone else should be near me for a while. And that's why I want you to ask her to help you out. You're on I.L. But Juno, just one question. Here it comes. What are you going to do next, exactly? You don't need to leave I.O., you know. It's a good place to hide. What with all the literally nothing but snow. I'm not going to bum off of you for the rest of my life, Puck. What's all this rest of your life junk? Nobody asked that. If you're having trouble figuring out what you're going to do next, maybe that's why. There's no right answer to that question, you know. Very inspiring, thank you. Hell, I think it should be inspiring. I can see all over your face that you don't know what the hell you're going to do next. And I think it's because you're trying to solve it like you'd solve a big case. Line up all the factoids and come to the one answer that makes sense. But figuring out what you're going to do with your life is always harder than that. It has to be. Because the fact is, there's half a million things you could do. And probably a quarter million things that'd be worth your time. But it's on you to actually do them. So, no matter what I pick, it's the wrong choice. I'm leaving a quarter million other things out to die on the vine. No! It means you get to take your time. Be a P.I. Be a crook. Be a plumber. God knows the galaxy needs more of them. Shop around for who you want to be next. And remember that no matter which one you pick, you made a right choice. 
Not the right choice. That ain't real. But almost everyone I know who gives a damn about their life ended up where they are basically by accident. So leave room for accidents. That doesn't make any sense. It happened to me, didn't it? I was gonna quit being a cop for good, remember? Then, I bought a bus ticket out into frozen nowhere. And here I am over a decade later. And I love it here. You'll figure yourself out. I know you will. In the meantime, don't be a stranger, all right? You got people who want to help you. And some of them, I ain't saying who, but some would like to see you sometime before 15 years from now. Hey, there's Rita. You get lost in there or something. Yes. We finished lunch. Puck asked us to stay one more night so they and Rita could catch up, just the two of them. I didn't think I'd be around when they woke up. I wouldn't disappear on Rita again, I'd promised that much. I decided by morning I'd be gone and I'd give her a call sometime later in the day. I had one more visit I needed to make before... Well, before I wasn't sure what. Staying on Io didn't seem right, but being told there were countless things I could do just made my indecision close even tighter around my chest. I knew how to distract myself from that, at least. The Guardian Angel system chased me impossibly down those Sarasvatan streets. More than once I managed to lose it, to duck into the right alley or through the right building and watch it pass me by overhead. But as soon as I began to run back towards Slip, it would appear again, coming from an angle it could not possibly have circled to, herding me ever onward toward the city's spaceport. The Guardian Angel system waited for me outside, darkening each of the spaceport's doorsteps with its shadow. But it did not fire. I was wanted here, and whatever wanted me was in control of those laser blasts from above. I was watching it, wondering how it could have come to Sarasvati at all when footsteps approached me from behind. Arthur Dodger, I presume? Uh, um, yes, but how did... How is exactly the question, Mr. Dodger, and it's one I promise to answer shortly. Would you care to join me for some coffee? The beans were grown on Saturn. You won't find any so close to Earth in all the outer rim. I followed him to the spaceport commissary, lost sight of him for a moment, then found him sitting at a table with two steaming cups before him. I did not recognize this man, but there was something in his voice that seemed familiar, something not at all soothing, though I could not place it. I drank the coffee gingerly, prepared to spit more sand, but it was wet and bold and delicious. I swallowed it in three hot mouthfuls. I take it this has been a difficult experience for you? <laughs> difficult? And what gave you that idea? It is only a hypothesis. I have to admit that we have never found anyone in quite your condition. Running from lasers that fall like lightning bolts? I take it you've never been to Brahma, then? Tell me, Arthur. Do you truly believe everything you have seen recently? Does it all seem... Well, possible. Mr. Dodger? What are you trying to tell me exactly? I'm not sure how I appear to you now, Mr. Dodger, but the truth is that I am a medical professional currently examining your condition. Condition? 
What condition? You've recently taken an off-market hallucinogen engineered by one Slip Jackson? Off-market pharmaceuticals are illegal in the Outer Rim, sir. If I had, I certainly wouldn't... That was not a question. I have your blood scans. I have taken them in your room in the homesick district of the Sarasvatan city. That is where you are presently, Mr. Dodger. Lying in your room, unconscious, while your brain is demonstrating a frightful level of activity. In short... I'm hallucinating this. Precisely. Well, is that all you have to tell me? If you won't even answer me, My apologies. I I was just informing the nurse that knowledge of your condition has not shattered your psyche. This is, in medical terms, a good thing. Oh, wonderful. This is very important, Mr. Dodger, and so I need you to follow. I'm communicating with you now directly through your central nervous system. It is an experimental procedure, and it has its limits. As a result, I need your cooperation in order to treat you. Can you give me that cooperation? I... Well, look here, sir. This is all very difficult to believe. More difficult to believe than what you've seen? A fair point. Then I have your cooperation? Mr. Dodger, we are doing all we can for you, but an extended period in this hallucinatory coma could cause irreparable damage. Yes, I... suppose I don't have a choice, do I? Good. We are going to do a simple exercise now, but in order for it to work, you must answer quickly. I am going to ask you some simple questions about reality, and by making these connections, your brain should begin to self-repair and approach that reality. Are you ready for my questions? I, I suppose... What planet are you currently on? Sarasvati. And that planet is where? Arm 039 of the outer rim of the Milky Way galaxy. And what planet are you from originally? Brahma. And what is your name? Arthur Dodger. And what is your real name? My... What? Your real name. Quickly, or the procedure will be for nothing. I've told you my name. It's Arthur Dodger. I have access to your brain scans. There is no room for lies now. Your name. What medical institution did you say you were from? If you doubt me now, you could be trapped in this mental fiction forever. Do you understand me? What is your name? Was I hallucinating? I certainly believed it. But I had made a slip a promise not to say my name, and I would not. I tried to think of some means by which this self-identified doctor could prove what he said to me, but I was distracted by my incredible thirst. Even after the coffee, my mouth felt desert dry. A side effect of the hallucinogen, I thought. And that's when the last pieces slid into place. If this was Slip's medication, my mouth would not be dry. Because dry mouth is a side effect, and Slip had said his hallucinogen would have no side effects. We will begin again. What planet are you currently? Mr. Dodger? Mr. Dodger, where are you going? I can't help you if you don't cooperate. At least one thing this doctor said appeared to be true. If this was a hallucination, I was at least free within it. And free to make a terrible mistake. I ran out into the streets, directly beneath the shadow of the Guardian Angel system. And... I suppose the obvious thing happened, didn't it? Stay calm. You're coming up out of it now. Just stay calm. Hey there, sleepyhead. Don't stand up just yet. The dizziness is uh, pretty bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, I guess I uh, 
really missed the mark on that formula, huh? Formula. Yes. The hallucinogen you were creating. Yeah. I can't tell you how sorry I am. There must have been some reaction I wasn't ready for. I mean, it was awful. I was back on Brahma again and those lasers. I... Ugh. Let's just be glad it's over, huh? I need to rework that formula in a big way. I don't blame you if you don't want to test it with me again next time. Hey, what's wrong? You seem... I don't know, jumpy. How do I know this isn't just another hallucination? Oh, yeah, that's a question a lot of people have when they come out of these things. And the answer? Well, uh, I guess you don't really know, actually. What? I mean, I can't prove it to you or anything, not all at once, but... Hey, are you hallucinating being really, really hungry right now? Because I sure am. Yes, I I suppose I am. (laughs) Then how about we hallucinate getting ourselves some breakfast, huh? So put on a coat and a mask and let's get going, Dodger. Looks like I have more work cut out for me today. And so we spent another night on the town. And it was just as beautiful as the first. Living on the razor's edge of danger, free and young and perfect. And so we spent another, and another, and... Now, Juno, you must know that all I am about to tell you is as true as I can tell it. One day we left Sarasvati, and lived a life we'd only dreamed of, full of thrills and decadence across the galaxy. Let's see what life is like on Thor, Dodger. I think I'm done with chemistry, Dodger. Let's get into fraud. Dodger, do you think those solar planets are all they're cracked up to be? Why don't we go check them out? Years passed. We grew old together. And every time Slip called me by that name... Dodger. 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 I thought only of the horrible, wet creature in the storeroom of my chemical dream, reaching towards me to drag me down into its muck. I remembered that Slip had told me not to use my name, and I assumed he would do so once he'd counted us safe, but he never did. Not until that night, long after our adventures were over when we retired on a quiet moon together. (sighs) This is the life, isn't it, Dodger? Please, Slip. Surely we're safe now. It's been years since Sarasvati. I don't know what you're talking about, Dodger. Just one slip. Please. There's nobody here. I made a grave mistake in following you to that game, and I know it. I'm willing to pay for that mistake all the rest of my life. Just call me Petya one last time. Petya. As in Peter? (laughs) What else? Peter. Peter. That sound. What's that sound? Ah, Peter Nereyev. Surely you remember. The facts align very neatly, my associate. Indeed, they do, my associate. This explains the secrecy and the disguises. We have been unable to procure a face scanner such as the constables here use, but were we to compare this face to a wanted poster? I have once again predicted the course of your logic, my associate, and so I present to you an image of just the poster in question. This This is he, my associate. I can can confirm confirm that the man man before us us is Peter Peter Nureyev. Slip. What is happening? Let go of my arm! Administer the anti-hallucinogens, my associate. Yes, my associate. 
What are you doing? Oh! Welcome back to reality, Mr. Nereev. I hope that your hallucinations were not too disturbing. As do I, my associate. Where? How? Sarasvati again. And... You. Us? Mr. Jackson's opponents in street poker, as you recall. The opponents he lied to, as you recall. Lied to? No. No, please, don't kill him. His lie was my fault. If you're going to kill anyone, then kill me, please. You are too late, Mr. Nereev. He's... dead? I would have very much liked to kill Mr. Jackson for breaking our rules. As would I. But instead, we find ourselves in much the opposite position. It is irony incarnate, my associate. Confirmed, my associate. I don't understand. That machine... What is that machine you have him attached to? You have likely gathered that we have administered a hallucinogen of our own to the two of you. A hallucinogen that would allow us to modify your perceptions and discover the truth of your identity, Mr. Nereev. It is completely harmless, Mr. Nereev, aside from the nausea and minor internal bleeding. Treatment for which we will administer to you free of charge as you broke none of the rules that Mr. Jackson has. But there was a fatal error in our calculations. Near fatal, my associate. My apologies for the inaccuracy. I will file the self-reprimand immediately. What happened to him? We did not consider that Mr. Jackson would have used himself as the primary test subject for his own hallucinogen. The buildup within his system, in addition to the drug we applied, it has led to an overdose, Mr. Nereev. Near fatal, as we've said. I can hear him breathing. How? It can't be fatal. He can't be gone. He is breathing due to our machine, Mr. Nereev. It cycles his blood and pumps his lungs. It keeps the basic processes of life running by force. His body is quite alive, Mr. Nereev. But his brain has ceased all function. Or nearly. No, perhaps I should say no more. I should think so, my associate. It would be irregular to raise Mr. Nereev's hopes like this. Hope? Please, whatever hope there is, please, I must know about it. It's my fault you came after him at all. My fault, my... There is some small, lingering activity in Mr. Jackson's brain. It is a medical marvel, Mr. Nereev. One we have been unable to replicate in our labs, though we have tried many times. He would be an ideal candidate for testing for... A certain top-secret project. Very secret. We should be reprimanded for even thinking of it in your presence. And yet... You don't mean... You could bring him back? Early testing has made us optimistic. On simple animals. Before long, we should be able to apply it to mammals, even. Back from the dead. Can you imagine? But a more complex brain... That could take many years. Many years and much funding, my associate. More money than even our corporation could supply. But it's true, then. If you had enough money... You could find a way to bring Slip back? I'll do it. <laughs> Even if you could, Mr. Nereev, you would never procure the money in time. His body will have rotted away long before then. Our machine that keeps him alive, it is extremely expensive. It requires thousands of creds each day to stay running. I'll pay for that, too. I could do it. So long as you don't ask where the money comes from, I... 
I can get it for you. I have certain skills that you would find useful. <laughs> you would accrue debt every second of your life, Mr. Nureyev. You would be buried within the week, Mr. Nureyev. And Mr. Jackson's life is ours to end, if we wish. A trade, then. A trade. I told you before to kill me instead of him, but what use is a corpse? No. I will pay my debts on time. I will work tirelessly. I will give you the money you need for your secret project, and you will bring Slip back because this... because this is my fault. Highly irregular. Indeed, my associate. I could never have predicted this. Please sign on the dotted line, Mr. Peter Nareyev. I did not hesitate. And now, many years later, here I am, still paying to keep that machine running, still paying for those experimental treatments. I am aware that my quest may be impossible, Juno, that if my goal is truly to travel the galaxy and steal enough creds to buy off death, well, the act could be superhuman. But if it is, then I must be superhuman. Slip saved my life, and in return I was suspicious of him, and my suspicion led to his death. My life is not mine. If it was given to me by him, I must return it in kind. I must not rest, or stop, or fail. Or love, I fear. Because Juno, my love, I do not wish to tell you this, but I must. My aims in writing this journal have shifted since I began on the carte blanche so long ago. Once I finish this entry, I will send it to your journal directly, so you must understand that these words are my final request, but I believe most intensely, and I beg you to heed them. Do not come looking for me. In this entry, I have attempted to emphasize just what my creditors are capable of. Decades ago, they controlled a hallucination so precisely as to fool me into living a second imaginary life. They aim to dethrone death, and they just might do it. They are beyond dangerous. To ask you to come with me when these are the men I owe, when these men can decide what to do with my life as soon as I miss a single payment, why, that would be too selfish even for Peter Nureyev. I implore you to live your own life from here on. Take it from someone who's given his away. A life is far too precious to waste. Farewell, my love. Peter Nureyev Juno? Juno? Hey, JJ, are you even in there? Huh? No. Sorry, Mercury. I was just thinking about something I read earlier. That good, huh? You'll have to let me borrow it. Always looking for, uh, inspiration. Why'd you bring us to this dump, anyway? If you were gonna make me come all the way to Earth's moon, at least it could have been a nice place. Old Earth proletariat chic, they call it. Very fancy. It's a dive bar, Mick. It looks exactly like the places we used to hang out as kids. Ah, sure, but did the drinks cost a hundred creds a pop in those places? <laughs> I think not. Can I get anything for you two? Red Desert Tequila. Ring a Saturn for me and uh, Oolong Tea, please. Sure thing. 
Didn't know you started drinking tea, Mick. I, uh, haven't. Hey, just give it a few minutes. It took me a second to understand. And then I realized that she would be untouched for a lot longer than a few minutes. I'd come to this five-star dive bar on the moon to talk to Mick about Director W, to close the book once and for all. But that pot of tea told me he'd figured out everything he needed to. So, here's to you, Sasha Wire. I'd finally won my freedom from Director W, but my old friend, the one who made this duo a trio, I'd never be done with her. It was about time I accepted that. Oh, hey, so I've been meaning to ask you, Jay. Please don't. Now that you're not public enemy number one anymore, what are you going to do with yourself? I don't know. Okay? God, I wish people would stop asking me that. What do you mean you don't know? There must be a million things. Oh, there are a million things, all right? That's the goddamn problem. It's that everybody and their freaking mother has an idea for me. Go on a journey of self-discovery and be a PI for a while. Live with us or live with them or whatever. But I don't have any idea what I want to do. Mm, that's not true. And now I bet you're going to offer me to come join your goon squad in your mansion. What do you mean that's not true? I think you know what you want to do. Well, I don't. Yeah, you're full of it. Mercury. And anyway, you were not staying at my place. Love you, buddy, but we'd be at each other's throats by sundown. No, I think you know what you want to do. You're just scared of it. What the hell gave you that idea? All right, let's say I'm full of it then. Whatever. So you're going to what? Do what these other people are suggesting? Go on a journey of self-discovery? Sounds like a lot of nothing to me. Mick, you make things up for a living. Yeah, but I've always been good at doing nothing. Doing nothing is like my specialty. I've had years of my career that can make a sloth jealous, but you... What the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> JJ, every single one of the worst parts of your life started because you decided to do nothing for a while. After you left the HCPD, Rita had that PI gig all hooked up for you, and you just refused to take the bait for, like, months. When that ancient Martian stuff started going missing, you were just going to sit back and let him kill you. No. Sorry, Juno. Not everybody has what it takes to sit around making nothing but a real good dent in the couch. And you want to know how I know you've got something you want to do? How? Because you got so angry when I said it. And because I've known you a million going on a billion years at this point. So I know all your kinds of angry, because most of them have hit me in the face. Mick. What, are you scared? Don't be an idiot. Yeah, <sighs> he's scared. Million years and counting, Jay. Best thing about old friends is you can't fool them. Mm. So what are you waiting for? Go get him. How did you... Get who? I don't know, the bad guy or whoever you're after this time. But you... <sighs> what if... What if I am scared? How can I help? I don't know. Then get out there and call me when you do know. <laughs> Look, Jay, I bet all those people who gave you all that advice are real smart. Hell, I bet they're a lot smarter than me. But they don't know you as well as I do, because at this point... At this point, nobody's known you as long as I have. And I'm telling you, buddy, if you want something, you need to go get it, like, now. That's not true for everybody, but it's true for you. Let's get out of here, pal. Mick. I've got the tab. Don't worry about it. And hey, Jay? Yeah? Good luck finding him. Thanks, Mercury.
I kept thinking about the last words in Nereyev's journal as I ran back to the Ruby Seven. The words that had almost made me give up on him for good. I implore you to live your own life from here on. Take it from someone who's given his away. A life is far too precious to waste. And you know what? I agreed. I'd be an idiot to waste my life doing anything but what I knew I had to do. I just needed Mick to slap me in the right direction so I could see it. Were Nereyev's creditors big and scary? Of course. His past scared me, too, but if you never do anything you're scared of, hell, you'll never do anything, will you? And if I'd learned one thing over and over again, it was this. If something's too scary to do alone, then guess what? You don't do it alone. Ruby, how long of a trip is it back to Io? I've got to talk to Rita, see if she'll... What's that noise? You were inside the Ruby Seven seat? You bet I was. Oh, Mr. Steele, you were going to leave me on I.O. with Sheriff Falco, weren't you? I knew it. As soon as they asked me to see, I knew. I knew. So I asked the Ruby to transform and let me hide and... Rita, I need your help. You... What? I have something really important I need to do. It'll be kind of like detective work again, I guess. But I can't do it without you. So, please, will you help me? Of course, Mr. Steele. What are we doing? I think the ruby knows. Oh. What does it say? What does it say? The ruby screen blinked to life. It said, set course for Peter Nureyev. <laughs> you got it, ruby. We're not going to change that course till we find him. Yay! If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash Podcast. If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you will receive access to commentary tracks like this one from actor Noah Symes and co-creators Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. I assume that our most popular commentaries have have a touch of the That's true, of the the mania. Um, Travelers, for context, it is a grand total of uh, six days before uh, one of the big December holidays. Uh, And I'm certainly feeling. Which we shall not name because we're on the BBC and we can't (laughs) endorse Christmas. We can't endorse I don't know. I don't know. And you will also receive access to commentary tracks like this one, featuring actors Joshua Elon, Kate Jones, Sarah Gazdovich, Chloe Cunha, Alexander Stravinsky, and Stefano Purdy. (laughs) Okay, here's a here's a question. If 
If Vespa were a worm, would Buddy still love Vespa? So much. <laughs> so yeah. much. I think that that is not even a question. Enduringly. And now the same yeah. question. Because Vespa's kind of a worm already. <laughs> yeah. Right? She's been through, in terms of like physical trauma that Vespa has experienced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, like both of them actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely. Just the amount of like physical trauma they both they experienced. They would take yeah. so good care of each other as worms. We would like to give thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to the patron named Thank You Penumbra Team for your amazing work, Boudica Walsh, Drew and Matt, Hannah and Leah's adventures in gender shenanigans, the Lady Guinevere and the Oh, oof, ouch. The podcast Brain Rot has taken Sydney over. Shelley Schrode, James O'Connor, Kevin Please Say Butts on Live Recording Thanks, Osipete, Evit Connie, Benjamin Fisher, SCP Chloe, no, wait, this is Desert Willow's finale form. Theo Alex Dean, Nate Gibson, June Gashoku, Skyfire Forever, Allison Hull, Liv Allen, Alice the Time Lord, Aaron, In Memory of Spiral Opal, Eden the Gay Bookworm, Michael David Smith, Nicole Cundiff, Caroline Seidman, Radius Ulna, Rally Who Both Referenced TPP in Our Wedding Vows, Karen Z.H. Uh-oh, Nereyev. Oh, no. Reprise. Genetic, Minchowski, and Jamie Gunter for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, Juno Steel in the next page, was told by the following people. Joshua Elon as Juno Steel. Noah Symes as Peter Nereyev. Chloe Cunha as Vespa. Sarah Gazdovich as Buddy. Kate Jones as Rita. Ellie Desautels as Slip, Stuart Evan Smith as The Executives, Chelsea Ruscio as Puck, and Stefano Purdy as Mick. The Penumbra is created and produced by Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. If you wish to know more about our ever-expanding, infinitely creative team of artists, musicians, editors, designers, and managers, you can read about them in the show notes of this episode. I'm afraid that is our time for today, dear traveler. We hope you will join us again soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.